Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Via Tute, our character education podcast. Today we've sat down with Hugh McGon. Hugh is someone who works at our school, he's our director of rugby and he's doing a stellar job with our first 15 and with all of our rugby academies. But he has had a brilliant New Zealand sporting career. He has played 53 tests for New Zealand rugby league team, 17 of those as captain, 117 games for the Roosters from 1985 to 1991. He's coached the Roosters. He was actually on the board there as well. He is a man who we hold in high esteem at our school. I believe he's universally liked and universally respected. And when you listen to this, you'll understand why. He spends little to no time in this podcast talking about what he's won, who he's played for. And most of his time is spent been spoken about values, respect, character, and all of the things that he believe got him further than his actual talent. I get to call him a friend, having worked with him for a number of years, and I really feel that you will learn so much from listening to this. So this is Via Tute, our character education podcast with Kiwi rugby league legend, Hugh McGon. Right, Hugh. Um, we've tried to put this together for a while now, and you'd think having someone on staff, it's easy to get in touch with them, but we've we've taken our time to get it, but we're finally here sitting down. So thank you for spending some time with us and putting your thoughts, hopefully, down on what character is and how it's tested and a little bit about leadership, which is something you've got a lot of extensive knowledge in. So first of all, thank you for thank you for being here, I suppose. Pleasure. Thank you. And uh, a lot of the boys listening to this, they'll know who you are, they'll know the role that you do in school, and some of them may even know the achievements that you've you've had throughout your career, but, and we'll get onto that in a moment. I suppose what I want to do is get a real sense and a real flavor of, before you had the personal accolades, before you captained your country, before you were you know, a world-renowned um, rugby league player, growing up, can you give an insight into what life was like for you as a child, you know, ball in hand, what was going on, and kind of how those little tests shaped you into the person that you are now and the success that you've had? Growing up in South Auckland, yep. Otahu, um, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, okay. um, I was uh, one of six children. I was in the middle. Yep. Uh, I had three older sisters who loved to beat me up as much as I could. <laughs> okay. um, uh, so I tried to do the same with my other two brothers. Uh, but uh, back in those times, very few Māori people okay. living in, in South Auckland okay. where we yeah. were, yeah. Mount Wellington um, in the Wataru. Um So I was um, uh, the, the butt of a lot of jokes. Mm. Um, I was the darkest of my family. Right. Um, so I was always the dark, the darker person who copped a lot of flack for being right. the dark person. Yeah. Um, so I had a um, uh, a reason to want to prove myself mm. being better than anyone else yeah. because yeah. I, was, I was picked on. I was I was beaten up. Yeah. And um, uh, so the only attribute that I had was I was I knew I was good at sport. Yeah. And so I used to try and prove people wrong. Um, and prove that I was better than them, even though I was yep. getting beaten up most of the yep. time. And I could do that through sport. Yeah, yeah. That 
um, that held me in good stead for a long mm. time, mm. and um, it actually drove me yep. um, it, to to the point where I was in, a, in a, the ra- local rugby league team, yep. Yep. and most of the boys were all at school. Yeah, so they were beating me up at school. Yeah. And then I got beaten up at training, so <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was always thrown to the back, or yeah. I was always the reserve. Yeah. Um, so when I had the opportunity to mm. match myself against them, yeah. I just did what I had yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I what I always had was I had good anticipation. Yeah. I knew I always knew where the ball was going to be, mm. so I was mm. always in and around where yeah. it was things yeah. were going to happen. Yeah. Um, so that that helped develop me to the player that I became. Yeah. Um, but it always got me on top of the. Yeah. boys that were that I was playing yeah. against or the ones who were beating yeah. me up on the weekend yeah. so that that that's what was my yeah. my real drive to prove people wrong. yeah yeah and some real I mean there's some tough tests from an early age and a, a pretty hard school to belong to and to be marginalized and do you think that had and you spoke about the the real effects that it's had on you even now is that can you identify with those students who are maybe on the fringes on the margins and do you still carry that sense of childhood with you is it marked you as a as a man even now well for, know, for after the, all of this success yes for for the better in that that drove me but mm. i I've, I've learned that that's not the way to handle things right yeah um but i, I can sense that i can see that within yeah. within boys and that there is a lot of insecurity yeah um and a lot of boys um, and especially here at the school, mm. they they used um, their size or their their skill mm. um, uh, to to get one over the the other yeah. boys that were in the, yeah. within the group. Yeah. It's because they they've either been talked down to or they've been beaten up or they've done yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they used that as much as as possible um, and used their sport uh, and their colour mm. and their mm. size yeah. to get yeah. over people the the yeah. insecurities that they yeah. had. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that I, I target mm. the most yeah. because I, I know wh- what they're going through and, yeah. and, and why they're doing it. Um, to, to put a, an arm around them mm. um, is probably an extreme, but to, to, to take yeah, them no, on board and to just talk to them, that they're going to regret it one day, yeah. knowing what they're, they're doing yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So trying to help them through that yeah. is the, I th- it's the best attribute yeah. that I've got here at the school yeah. at the moment on top of all the other yeah of course yeah of other schools that I've got but it's it's identifying with, yeah. with those boys so that that what I learned what I experienced back then is helping yeah. me today and yeah. helping boys yeah and, and, and I suppose we're really looking to benefit from that experience can you just share with us maybe you know when did you feel you were starting to get a bit of status because of your sport when did you feel that maybe some of the you moved away from being that beaten up marginalized kid into more of the actually Hugh he's all right he can he can do a bit here did it ever stop or does it I presume it doesn't still carry on now but um it was there a time when you thought right okay I've I've overcome that now I'm I'm moving in a different direction or anything like that it took me a long time to get over that I had a real real um uh angst or anxiety about being Dark right. without being Maori because yeah. I was persecuted for so long, yeah. up to the point where I wouldn't even go out with a dark girl. Yeah. I always wanted to go out with white girls yeah. because then I wouldn't be persecuted, okay. yeah. doubly because yeah. I went out with a yeah. a, a dark girl. Yeah. Um, and so it took me a long time to to get over that, um, and it probably and I'm talking a lot later, mm. not until I had my own children, right, okay. so I actually yeah. understood yeah. the meaning of uh, yeah. uh, what it's like to uh, uh, being a person. Yeah. 
because um, I now I've now got to teach them. And one thing I I knew I didn't want to was to teach them what I was right, already yeah, doing because yeah, I knew it wasn't yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it it did take a while for 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 that to come through, but um, the anxiety around that has always been with been with me, and I still mm. I still remember it. Yeah. Um, so where I how how I learnt and got into to the position where I had formed a legacy over time. I yeah. I got a legacy of being a, a good player, decent yeah. a decent player, yeah. a good bloke. Yeah. Now when I hear that from other people, and I do hear it quite mm. often now, and it and it feels good when I do hear yeah. Yeah. of my attributes, what I did, but what I was like as a person. Mm. Mm. I now don't have to prove people wrong. Right. Okay. I now want to prove them right. Yeah. That what they're saying about me is true. It's true. And yeah. I continue yeah. to do that yeah. and I and I continue to do that yeah. through talking to the yeah. boys here. This is how we're supposed to behave. Mm. This is what we should be doing. Mm. And we're we're seeing a little bit of that happening here at the school yeah. and that and where the school have jumped onto the character. That is yeah. just a major, major thing for yeah. us to and as as people, we've got to buy into it to the point where it's not just verbal. Yeah. We've got to live this day to day and we've got to show it every day to the boys. Yeah. And I think the way you've articulated that is so powerful around a throwaway comment from someone else. The fact you've carried some of those comments or behaviours that people have shown to you over a number of years shows the real the real impact that they can have. And I think the way you've, for anyone listening there who is knows they're, I don't know, bullying someone or victimising someone, that you, you're the embodiment of saying, hey, hang on, this is this stuck with me for a long, long time, even after winning... You know, test matches and captain of my country and doing all of these things. It it, 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 it sticks to yeah. it does. It sticks with you. But it took me a long time to learn how to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I I realised it. Yeah. Once I got to to a point where I'd made the the New Zealand rugby league team. Yeah. And I went back to my old school, St Peter's yeah. College. Yeah. They they brought me in to show me off to mm, the to the mm, school that I'd yeah. achieved this, and it yeah. was great. Straight after that, I went down to Parnell. Uh, from St Peter's College, yeah. um, I went down to the partner just to have a look around and do yeah. a little bit of shopping or something. Yeah. Yeah. And a boy came running across the street to me, and he went, "Hugh McGarn, is he Hugh McGarn?" He said, "I went to school with you." He said, um, "I tell everyone that you're my friend, uh, or that we went to school together." Mm. Mm. He said, um, "But the the main thing I, I tell everyone is that you used to beat me up at school." <laughs> yeah. And the moment he said that, from being this now highest yeah, end rugby yeah, league yeah, player yeah. he dragged me back down yeah, to the yeah. to the street Just, yeah, yeah. because that's where I used to live mm, I used mm. to beat them up to, uh, from being bullied to, I, tu- I turned myself into mm, the bully yeah, yeah. and um, and, and I, I knew then mm. if I'm going to get all these accolades for being this, this person this rugby league player yeah. I've got to start living yeah. that yeah. person and not being dragged back yeah. down to the street yeah. so I had to I had to learn to change it took mm. me a long time mm. to learn yeah. how to change yeah. to being that, that person yeah. but that was the realization that what I was doing wasn't, wasn't right. The way to go, and, and wasn't, yeah. Yeah, wasn't the way to be yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's that's really interesting. The, you know, you've got this the status as the player, but there's the person behind that. And I think a lot of our boys, they they have that as well. They've got a certain status within this within the school for being the best at this or that. But the reality is, it counts for very little yeah. if the person behind that doesn't. Back it up. Or no, exactly. And and one thing I get a tremendous kick out of now is e- e- even now when I'm talking on radio or do TV mm-hmm. interviews, um, and I hear the people talking after we've done the interviews. Yeah. Um, I can still hear them on the radio talking amongst themselves, yeah, yeah. and um, they say, "Geez, wasn't he a good bloke? Yeah. And wasn't he good playing? Mm. He was tough. He was this. Yeah. And and that's the legacy that yeah. I've left behind, yeah. and that's what I want yeah. people to th- yeah. to think of me. 
yeah. being a good person, yeah. being a, a good player, good yeah. player, yes. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're the rewards that yeah. you get well yeah. after. Yeah. And it's yeah. the legacy that you leave. Yeah. I'd ra- uh, the last thing I'd, I'd want to hear mm-hmm. is that once they turn me off on the radio, but I'm still listening yeah. in the background, <laughs> and say, geez, he was, wasn't a bad player, but he wasn't a very yeah, nice player. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was... Yeah. And, and you've mentioned good bloke or good person a few times there. What does that actually, in real terms, if we had to impart some wisdom onto a boy, what meets the humagon good bloke test? What are you looking for? What do you think it is about people's character? Being respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, acknowledging authority. Yeah. Pe- people above you. Because there's always people above you in some way, shape, yep. or form. Yeah. Um, um, acknowledging that. And um, but being being respectful to, towards people um, and gaining respect, mm. um, just because I'm an older person um, and I have all these accolades or I have the certain status that you should do as I, I mm. tell you to. Yeah. I need to prove myself to yeah. people and that I do care and that I, I am interested in you mm. and I want you to be better and yeah. I'll do whatever I can. Yeah. I've got to prove that to for people to buy into what I'm saying. Yeah. And if and if and especially with parents, if I can get through the boys to the parents yeah. and they can acknowledge and yeah. they can recognise that yeah. this is what I'm doing, yeah. then they will start to say some things mm. about me and about the school and yeah. what we're doing here yeah. um, and how we're trying to educate their, yeah. their boys. And, and I suppose there's some really powerful attributes which will transcend whatever these boys want to be good at. Music, drama, sport, it's kind of a universal thing yeah. that they're yeah. never going to go wrong from being you know, some of the traits that you, you admire in yourself and others, which is... Is really good. If we can just um, just fast forward a little touch, so you know things have gone well on the rugby field, and and New Zealand have come calling, and you know what? Can you talk? Because this is a lot of, you know, a lot of our top sportsmen have they have that transition from, you know, being a good player here at school, and then they go into a rep team, or maybe they will be fortunate enough to be in a national team. Mm-hmm. What do you think some of the fundamental differences are between being a good club player and then that? next step up of wow this is um, I've got a fern on my chest now and things like that how was that for you making that transition into um, it, international it, sport it was a matter of understanding what my natural attributes were mm. um, compared to the work that I had to to actually do to improve as a as a player there's a yep. lot of little details yep. in playing a sport that we don't know, know yep. about you don't yep. know about when you're when you're just coming up yep. your natural talent gets you through most, yep. most of the yep. way um from the moment that you start to be recognised and you make rep teams, mm. then you have a high level of coaching that yeah. comes your way. Yeah. You've got to take those little things and just don't think that I've got a silver fern on yeah. now that that's going to yeah. send me through to the rest rest yeah. of my life or the yeah. rest of my sporting career. Yeah. It's not going to work like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so knowing that I had to improve in, in a lot of little areas mm. um, drove me really hard as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and there were I, I moved into a team where. My idols were, were playing. Yep. People by the name of uh, Mark Graham, mm-hmm. um, who was who was a um, player of the century here in yep. uh, in New Zealand for rugby. Everyone knows who, who Mark Graham mm-hmm. is, and uh, Dana O'Hara, there were Kevin Tamies, there were a lot of yep. big names that were yep. running, and I was yep. playing with them. Yep. So I was always shy, but I, I sat back and learned mm. a lot of lessons. Yep. Yep. I I learned. That when I when when I learned those things from from the players and brought that into my into my life, yeah, I was able to do the same thing when I once I'd finished playing, I moved into being a board a, a director of at the Roosters, yeah, and I sat on the board, yeah, with 
people like Nick Pilatus, who's still involved yep. with the, the Roosters now. Um, he has his own businesses, multi-multi-millionaire. Yep. Um, James Packer was on the board. Yep. David Gingell, who was the boss of Channel 9 yep. wow. over there. Uh, Rod Coote, who had his own mm. franchises yep. um, in the McDonald's yep. um, arena. Um, and people in the uh, in the finance game. Yep. And for four years I was on that board. I didn't say anything. Right. I sat back and yep. watched how these people and listened yep. How they how they think how yeah. they work, yeah. and those little attributes have helped me after yes. after sport yeah. Yeah. from um, administrative point mm. of view, um, looking outside the box, yeah. thinking differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, learning those little yeah. little things yeah. all the way, I wasn't going to be a good board member because I was a good rugby yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, of course, it was never yeah. going to work. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that for anyone listening. Our boys to take out of that that you don't always have to be the one talking the most but you can gain a lot from just hang on a second yes yeah i may not be the expert in this situation but i'm going to make sure that i'm engaged listening learning and just learning soaking back. it all so in. so when i say i was sitting back and didn't yeah. say anything I, I was actually doing yeah a, yeah of course a role there yeah. but um, um just learning those little attributes yeah. especially from and james packer used to sit next to me yeah uh, james packer who was yeah, channel huge, nine huge, huge uh, in, yeah. in the australian yeah. um media industry yeah. Um, it was it was fantastic just mm. to sit alongside him and yeah. to see how he thinks. And he was younger than me, yeah, yeah. Um, but he just had so much knowledge, yeah. Yeah. so much. So uh, learning those little things when you're when you're coming through, mm. you're never too young or too old to learn. Yeah, I'm still yeah. learning things now. Yeah. and I, it's funny enough, I learned a lot of things from boys here yeah. at the school. Yeah, and they just they give me little tips on, yeah. on just different things. Yeah, brilliant. Um, because I'm old school in the way I, th- I think, yeah. because of my age. So this new technology, this <laughs> yeah, new yeah, wave of, of people yeah, coming yeah. through, yeah. I, I have to learn how to communicate with people. And engage with them. Yeah. And engage yeah. with them at their level. Yeah. And I can only learn that from yeah. the boys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picking yeah. things up all the time. And it's, and it's helped me for the first yeah. year or so I was yeah. here. I, I think yeah. I was banging yeah. my head against the wall. <laughs> so I, I've, I've had to yeah. learn to change. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I just wonder now, I mean, if we can go back so I think it was 53 tests for New Zealand. Can we go back to test number one? And can, we just, can you just talk a little bit about your state of mind, your mentality, your kind of mental skills at that point, the first time you walk out representing your country, take away the ball and the, and the crowd. What are you feeling as a, as a human being? You know, you've worked so hard, you've been through a bit of adversity. What's running through your head when you when you're out there for the first time ever? Something you've really wanted to two two stories there, achieve. Andrew. Yeah. One was the first game I played for New Zealand. Right. Um, uh, I was in Australia. Uh, I was selected, obviously. We were in Australia, and I played the very first game. And I was walking out with the team. I'd had the jersey on. We'd had photos, so it wasn't as if the jersey meant anything. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. But as I walked out, um, and I was the youngest in the in the team. Right. Um, it wasn't until people say started to say, "Oh, there's the Kiwi team." There's a key, and they all stood back and they opened up right, yeah. uh, a way for us to come through. Mm, mm. Um, that was an acknowledgement that I've I've now gone to a different level. Yeah. That was so surreal for me. Yeah, I, right, okay. And it's very, very hard to explain. Yeah. Um, but a realisation that I've I've made it, mm. or partially made yeah, it, yeah. Um, it was a dream that to always to play for New Zealand yeah. Kiwi team yeah. and I was lucky enough to do so. The first time I played a test match though was at the Sydney Cricket Ground, 1982. Right. And uh, I was I came on as reserve, and we were down. Um, uh, I think we were down about seventeen mm. six or six, seventeen eight or something, and 
and everything was just a blur. Yeah. I can't remember running with the ball. Wow. I can't remember okay. a tackle that I made. But I watched the video, and I took, I carried the ball about thirty meters, and and I can't remember, I remember it. it. Amazing. So if I didn't get tackled, I probably would have run over the dead ball <laughs> line and going. run somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Forrest Gump or something. <laughs> something. Um, because it was just surreal. Again, looking yeah. at. Now we're talking about playing against mm. Australian players, yeah, yeah, Australian yeah. players that I've looked in the yeah. rugby league magazines for, yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, so it, everything was a blur. Mm. Nothing came to me as to yeah. what my role was supposed to do. I, yeah. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. It all went so so fast. Yeah. But I learned very quickly that you've you've got to engage yeah, once course. you once you yeah. get on there. So once that had all settled, mm. then um, the enjoyment of walking mm. out onto the field with the, with the yeah. um, for us, it was a kiwi, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, over our chest. Uh, that uh, that was always a proud yeah. moment. Whenever we walked yeah. out, I was proud yeah. of um, representing yeah. the country. And, and did you feel that? Did you have the self belief? You kind of backed yourself. You felt like you belonged there from the beginning, or was there a sense of those first, those early games, early test matches? Were you? Was there a sense of trepidation, or sometimes people talk about imposter syndrome and? Do I really belong here, or were you someone who went, look, I've I put the yards in, I'm, I back myself. Yeah. You know, how was no, it? I was always confident. Good. I I, yeah. I, w- I felt as though I belonged there. Yeah. I never felt out of place. Mm. Um, what I did do was I, I I always looked across to see if Mark Graham was on the the, the field yeah. or if um, Mark Broadhurst or someone yeah. else was on the field. Yeah. That gave me confidence. Right. Yeah. That they're yeah. alongside me, I can yeah. play this. I can play this game, yeah. and I don't care yeah. who's in, who's yeah. in front of me. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so I, I was lucky enough to feel feel that, confident. That sense of mentorship and brotherhood. You needed those guys to. Yes. Yeah, I suppose as we all do, need. They they gave me confidence. Yeah. And, yeah. and they kept talking to me the the, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I was a, a younger player mm. coming through the ranks at yeah. Otahu when Mark Graham was also at the club. Right, okay. So he knew who I was. Right, okay. yeah. The families knew each other. Mm. So he helped me right. even more. Yeah. And I was probably yeah. lucky. Which is. I suppose the the message there as well. If our boys can they can get someone like that in their lives, it's vital that they you know seize those mentorship opportunities and mm, make a few right. mistakes and get things wrong and yeah. and do it alongside someone who can. And show you them have to be prepared to listen. Yeah, you've got to take take those messages mm. they give and just don't think that they're talking and that you know it all yeah. and that they're yeah. just talking a whole yeah. lot of rubbish. Yeah, um, because I, I did think like that at one stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Unfortunately, I thought about it, my father. I thought, yeah. well, what do you know? Yeah, of course. You don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. um, I've done this uh, such and such and for so long. Yeah. Um, but there's always little things that you pick mm. up. And, and if, if you don't listen, mm. you're not going to learn. Yeah. And if you do learn, it's normally the hard way. Yeah. And yeah. that's not what you want. Yeah. And I suppose probably, I don't know, halfway through your, your international career, the chance to, or the opportunity to lead comes along and you're offered the, the captaincy. Um, how did you or did you feel you had to change in any way you know going from player to captain it's such a pivotal pivotal change did you do anything differently did you behave in a different way what are some of the things you tried to no uh, I think I was apparently I was always a natural leader anyway I ended up being captains Mm. of the team that I I was always in Um, but when it finally came around to being uh, with New Zealand I didn't feel uncomfortable with it, right, okay. and, yeah. but I didn't change anything. Yeah. The only thing I had to learn to do was to communicate right. a lot more yeah. with the coaches um, on behalf of the players. Right. Okay. Um, but I had to be balanced. Yeah. I knew I had to. I could just couldn't go in and just talk on behalf of the players because yeah. this is what we want. Yeah. Um, because I, I've got to go and talk to the coaches yeah. And, yeah. and and 
be the middle person yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to learn to keep communicate mm. better with mm. them and articulate the message yeah. a lot better yeah. um, to both sides. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think I had to change a great deal. Mm. Um, I, and I don't know what the natural leader is. Yeah. Um, there's some, there's an aura that sometimes comes off mm-hmm. of people yeah. that you you know that these people they've got it yeah, yeah they've they've, yeah. they've got yeah. leadership yeah. within them, but you you don't you can't really put your finger on a lot mm. of it sometimes yeah. it's just an aura, yeah. uh, but one thing that you've got to um, uh, to, to show, um, and you've got to learn is that respect. Mm. People need to respect you. You need to respect other yeah. people, yeah. and that needs to come through. Yeah. But, and and I've I've been lucky that players have have always accepted me as mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. captain yep. of of our group yep. um, of, and of whoever it was and I and you can normally tell if people don't like you yeah I was lucky enough never to have that yep. that feeling yep. um, if anything the the opposite then I knew I was talking on behalf of the players for the players yeah um, I won't tell you about a certain story that happened in a certain place where things <laughs> went horribly wrong right, okay. but I had to talk on behalf of the players right, okay. and it me- but it meant I had to really stand up to the coach right, okay. who was doing things yeah. the complete opposite way that he, we needed things to be done, yes, but he was yeah. talking differently. Right. And I had to stand up for, for the players mm. and being overly critical of them, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't their fault. Yeah. And that was a scary thing to do, to challenge the coach and yeah, the manager. Of course, yeah, and your position's and in jeopardy there yeah. and you put yourself out there. Very yeah, much. Of and so yeah. that, that was really um, a, a tough time. Yeah. But w- what gave me solace through that was that the players thanked me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, so I knew I did the right thing. Yeah. And there was no backlash that yeah. came back from the, yeah. from the coach and the manager. And if anything, they came back and said, yeah. oh, you're probably right. Maybe yeah. we need to change yeah. some of these things. Yeah. So for, uh, you know, we, we take it into a teenager now, maybe listen to this or, or someone who's, you know, going to be passed on some knowledge from this podcast. They want to be a leader. They want to get into leadership. What would you say, look, this is my. This is what I look for. You, you've touched on it, some of it around respect and honesty, but what are some of those real, those real things that they need to have in their arsenal of kind of characteristics or traits that they? When we talk of respect, um, you 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 have to know um, that people like you mm. for the right reasons, not because you're the best player, not yeah. because you're the toughest. Um, and not because you're the scariest, yeah. but they have to like you for who you are, yeah. which means we talk character, we talk about those respect of being polite, yeah. um, being articulate, mm. being able to speak yeah. speak properly, um, but having some resilience and um, having a, a, the attribute of, of, um, uh, of work ethic, sorry, mm. is, an, yeah. is another one. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, resilience, never, never giving up. Yeah. You, you do whatever you need to do yeah. to, to get either back in the line or back o- onto your feet. Yeah. And showing that um, you're not injured or showing that you're not um, scared. Yeah. Um, but to the point where you're you're now looking after you're looking after yourself, but you're looking yeah. after other people, yeah. and that you'll put other people mm. um, and yourself ahead. Yeah. Of winning. Yeah. Winning isn't everything. Um, having respect, um, making sure that people are safe, and doing what is right yeah. comes before winning. Yeah. Yeah. Winning's normally a result of all of those, those things. Yeah. Of those yeah. Things, yeah. yeah. And and obviously, whilst your international career, you've got you've got a what what are now the Roosters was a such a pivotal part of your career as well. 
Um, how was that as an experience? You know, the, you spoke about being the boy from South Auckland. You know, you're now at one of probably rugby league's greatest clubs and, and you've done so much for them. How did you find that experience of being a, a bona fide professional athlete in a country where, same as New Zealand, I suppose, but in Australia, where everyone's looking at you and looking for you to be that person they built you up in the media and things like that? How did you cope with some of the demands of being a professional athlete, I suppose? I, I actually asked that question before I got over there. You know, right. What should I expect? What, yeah. What's going to happen over there? Um, should I just... Um, uh, expect that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I've named a couple of things: being media, and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, trainings, and being out, people like mm. noticing you. You know, should I expect all of those things? Mm. And, and the guy who I was talking to at the time, um, who was actually a guy by the name of Billy Snowden, who was a former Kiwi himself, but yeah. lived in Australia okay. and uh, worked uh, worked over there, but was part of the Roosters. He came over and, and helped sign me. So he said to me, "He said, no, no, don't expect anything." He said, "Accept what comes your way." Right. And when you when you can accept it, then it's not so daunting. Yeah. Um, but don't go and expect something because it may not live up to any yep. that expectation yep. that yep. you're looking for, yep. or it may be too daunting for mm. you. So mm. accept whatever yep. comes your way. So taking taking that on board, I was still a fish out of water. Right. Okay. Um, and I thought I'd do the right thing by the media and 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 everyone else. They even asked me it was the worst thing that I could have done. Yeah. They asked uh, me to take a uh, have a photo of me. For the local rag and, and for the Sydney newspapers, right, okay. was me with a football with my shirt off. Right. And I thought, oh, well, this is what everyone does. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the worst thing I could ever have done because I, I copped flack from every player that was in my club. I had the worst body of everyone, so I had, <laughs> I had no muscle. Um, I had no fat, but I had no muscle on me, and, and I vowed never ever yeah. to do anything like that again. But again, I just accepted what was what. Yeah. That, that, that came our way through that yeah. professional yeah. environment yeah. Um, and it was very easy to learn um, how to, to be better or get better when you're playing with and training with some other boys right. yeah. who do yeah. things totally different right. okay. to the way that we did some yeah. things right. totally okay. different yeah. And, yeah. and that was exciting yeah but it goes back to you being a learner and just be open-minded to to take those take things on board things. and soak it in yeah brilliant and and can we just touch a little bit on, and I know this is definitely having worked with you a hallmark of your um, career, work ethic, you know, that hard work, that discipline. It's something that maybe isn't as front and centre of teenage boys' lives as maybe is what it should be. But what would you say, you know, is that still a value today, the, the kind of that <coughs> emphasis you put on hard work and things? Or is it are other things more important now, no, in your the, opinion? The, the <coughs> <coughs> oh, pardon me. There is there is still an element of hard work that needs to go into anything. Yeah. It just doesn't come for free. I've, I've actually got a, uh, a saying here somewhere um, which says a lot about uh, what there's a, a generation of, of some um, of, of people coming through now or even a lot earlier, even when my sons were growing up, um, a saying that says... Uh, people want rights without responsibility and they want results without effort. Yeah. Well, it's not going to work. You <laughs> aren't going to get any of those. Mm. And, and to get the right to do something, you've got to take the responsibility yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. And if you want results, it only comes with, with some effort. Yeah. And if, if, if you don't put in the effort, nothing's going to come your way. Um, there is an element of, of boys who, who think that talent is going to yeah. get them through. 
believe me, boys, nothing is going to come your way unless mm. you have good work ethic yeah. and a resilience and a perseverance yeah. to see it through. Yeah. Um, even if it's not working for you. And mm. there's times where I was training and, and doing everything that I thought I needed to do to make the New Zealand Rugby League team, but I didn't make it. I yeah. wasn't making it, and I couldn't believe why I wasn't yeah. doing it. Yeah. It came my way eventually. Um, your, your time will come, yeah. um, and things will, will balance themselves yeah. out. But unless you put the, the effort in, yeah. um, and, uh, and the, the world, the environment will pick up yeah. on the hard work that you're putting in, yeah. and the results will come yeah. back your way. Yeah. If, if, you're not, if, it, if you're not showing that or you're mm. portraying that in, in yeah. your life, then you're not, it's yeah. not going to come your way. Yeah. And the, the temptation when it's not going your way to blame someone else, or it's because of this or that, it's, it's the, the pitfalls of that are kind of pretty catastrophic yes. <laughs> in terms of, you know, if you want it, you've got to do it and, yes. and just no, looking, no, in, looking inward rather than outward, I suppose, yeah. is the message. No, nothing com- comes for free. You know, I, yeah. that was another valuable lesson that I learned in yeah. my very last year St. Peter's College. Right, okay. Um, I'd already been making Auckland Rugby League teams and being quite successful, but I was playing yeah. rugby for the school. Yeah. Um, but in my last year, um, I couldn't play rugby for the school because my rugby league games were now in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and first 15 games were in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided not to play rugby. The headmaster came and, and saw me, pulled me out of class, and asked me why I wasn't playing first 15. I said, because it's going to conflict with my rugby league, which is yeah. in the afternoons, and I love my rugby league and I want yeah. to play. Well, he told me in a, in, in a masked sort of way that if I played rugby for the school and played first 15, that my university entrance would be accredited to me, right. as in... You yeah. get credits for, so that I, doesn't happen now for anyone who's listening. No, Westlake no. boys, we're not doing that. So it, it just can't. It doesn't, but it's a, it was it was mass in a way. Yeah, but that's yeah, what yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought. And so I oh, okay, well that's great. I'll play rugby for the school and I'll get my UE. So what I did, I gave up. Being, um, I couldn't give up English. I gave up mm. maths because I didn't think maths was any good to me. I gave up physics mm. because it's the most boringest subject. Yeah. How I perceived it, the most boring subject in the world. Um, so I knew I was getting my UE accredited, yeah. so I didn't do any work that year. Come the end of the year, with me calling out all the names for yeah. boys who are accredited, mine's not called out, and I went and asked why. Mm. And they said, you did no work. We, had, yeah. we could not give you your UE because yeah. you just didn't do anything. Yeah. So I learned then very, yeah. very, very quickly, yeah, yeah. nothing comes for free. Yeah. Yeah, nothing is, is given to you. You, yeah. you still have to, to work yeah. or to do a, uh, a certain amount or more yeah. before any sort of rewards yeah. come your way. Yeah. And at the end of that year, I had no qualification um, because I I failed all my exams at the end of it yeah. and I was in fear that my life was over because right. I hadn't done anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I was lucky enough to get a... Uh, my father worked at Fisher & Paykel, got me an apprenticeship for an electrician. Yeah. And guess what you need to learn to be an electrician? <laughs> Maths yeah. and physics. Yeah. Um, so from that lesson I learned then, for my next four years of yep. as an apprentice, I was top apprentice in New Zealand yep. four years in a row yep. um, through Manukau Technical yep. Institute yep. because I didn't want to oh, be in that yep. position yep. again. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yep. I worked, I studied, I did everything I had yep. to do because it was the most frightening thing in my, in, that I could have yep. ever have done. Yeah, and we're back to talk. I suppose it's been the something we've featured heavily here is back to that open mindedness, willing to learn, and just because what's happened in the past didn't go so well academically, it doesn't mean. You know, you can't turn it around. Okay, and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a really. But it, it comes down to that effort that yeah. you, you do put yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're we're probably drawn to a close at the moment. I mean, 
you work, you're someone who has, has had a stellar career, highly respected, your individual and team honours are, are vast. You work with teenage boys a lot. Um, what is some of the advice, if you had to give a couple of bits of advice just to finish us off, that you you wish maybe you'd known as you when you were a teenager or that you feel that boys now need to know, you know, from your experience, your wisdom? Well, well I wish I, I was a nicer person when I was younger. Um, I thought because I was, I was beaten up and I was ridiculed and I was persecuted that I had to do the same thing mm. in, in return to, to someone else because I learned some lessons along the way that because I was persecuted that way, I became good at sport. So I thought, well, okay, the way for people to improve yeah, and get yeah, better to, is yeah, to persecute yeah, them yeah, at the same time. Yeah. So I wish I was a nicer person mm. when I was younger um, and had a lot more respect, mm. both of myself and, and other people. Yeah. And it was that, that meeting that I had with a person yeah. down in Parnell. Yeah, pivotal, yeah. Um, that said that everyone knows who you are yeah. and they like me because yeah. I know you yeah, because yeah, you used to yeah. beat yeah. me up at school. <laughs> yeah. I felt like uh, three inches tall yeah. um, after that. So uh, character is 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 part of that. Being mm. that not that yeah. nicer person, yeah. um, having having respect, um, having resilience, um, being respectful mm. is 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 a major aspect yeah. of, um, of any boy growing up. And if you can learn it early enough, I can assure you, life will be easier for you. It won't be easy. Yeah. It'll be easier yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a a really fitting note to finish on. Hugh, we've anyone listening to this will have benefited from your insights from professional sport, but just from live, living a life where communicating with people and being a good, honest person has stood you in good stead. So thank you very much. Thank we you. um we really appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing how this character thing goes. And certainly with the rugby boys you're working with. So thank, thank you. you thank you very much. Enjoy. Really appreciate it.